Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It Gets Better Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Adkinson, and I want to say, in the last episode, I asked you guys if you liked the Tangent Times, and I was like, okay, DM me if you like these, or DM me if they're annoying. I was actually shocked. I got a few DMs that you like them, so they're here to stay. I don't have a lot of tangents today, but I will say, a little update, is that I had a friend come to visit me, a little out-of-town visitor, Brooke, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So my name's Brooke, and I am now the out-of-town friend, and that makes me sad because I was the in-town friend. You were the in-town friend. Oh, no. I just moved to Dallas, so so I weird. I met Brooke when I first, not when I first moved to uh, New York. I actually mentioned her on my last podcast. You might have already heard this. I was mentioning in the podcast you were coming to visit. <laughs> so it actually just went out today, so you haven't had time to okay, listen to it. Okay, I was like, kind of listen to So I just came, <laughs> it went out this morning. We're recording when she first gets here, like the first night, because we knew, if not tangenting that we would just talk the whole time and forget to record so we're recording the first day so we hear this a week from now but what was i just saying oh we have been talking the whole time we have we have not stopped talking since about noon noon it's 9 45 but we are doing the podcast also if you hear rue in the background he's a little cranky today but um, when i first moved here brooke was one of my first friends i met in new york she's the friend that pushed me to learn how to ride the subway by myself. She pushed me to learn how to go to coffee shops in New York by myself. Um, Super inspirational, and she really has made a big impact in my life. She's a great friend. I am so grateful to call her a best friend. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, And I just think it's so cool because... She is definitely an embodiment of when she wants to do something, she goes after it. And I'm, no, I'm kidding. I love you. This is going to be a Lindsay and Brooke love each other fest. my love. So she, you know, I was very sad when I found out she was moving to Dallas because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose her as a friend. But I will say we have kept our, it does not feel like anything's changed. Obviously it's the distance, but like our friendship has not changed whatsoever. I think Rue wants down now. Hold on. Okay. Bye, Rue. Bye, dude. But she's here visiting, and I thought it would be a perfect time for her to talk a little bit. We will both both talk about it on what it's like moving to a big city, because I've said this before. I think one of the biggest things that changed my life was moving out of my hometown, and I think she's a perfect example of getting an opportunity and taking it. So I thought we would let Brooke kind of take over a little bit and talk a lot about what it's like moving to a new city and anything, any advice she has. Yeah, and I think this is a fun topic because we both had – Obviously, like, I know we have different stories, but we also have similar stories in the sense that we both came from, like, tiny town south from Total, Louisiana. That's not even, I don't even think that's on all maps, honestly. It's, like, an hour south of New Orleans. Because, yes, there is more south of New Orleans to everyone out there who thinks there's not. There's not much happening other than good food. But all that to be said, so I am from Louisiana originally and moved to New York City right after college. So, like... I have known that I wanted to leave Louisiana since I was little. Like, I remember being a little kid, being obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley. I don't know if you relate to that. Mm -hmm. And um, always being like, oh, my God, it's such a big city. I have to go. And my mom was like, you were always born with, like, a suitcase in your hand. And so, like, I graduated early from college. I did – I graduated my – this, what, fall semester – of 2017 and I was in I'm sorry in, of 2016 and I was in New York by May of 2017 and I remember so cool it was such a quick like turnaround and I remember Alec I told him he was my boyfriend at the time um and we like this is a random tangent see I can join you <laughs> in on the tangent times. um random tangent I Alec is a high, my high school sweetheart we met in high school been dating since then and he actually we came to New York for school in high school. Like our band, we were both we were both band geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we played in Carnegie Hall. Not geeks, Hall. but 
I know. I, I can say it since I, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm fine with it. It's one of those things that if I'm not in band, I can't say it, but you can say it because you're in band. I was in band. I love it. So, that. like, guys, like, it's not an offensive thing. Like, Cute. I played the saxophone. I played drums. It was great. Oh, I didn't know you played um, the saxophone. Yeah, I can still play it, actually. Oh, that's cool. Minute, Whenever I see people play the saxophone, I'm like, I wish I could do that. Honestly, I like it. That's a cool. That's music. a cool instrument. It was good. It's a really cool instrument. I liked it. I didn't realize I've I've never actually asked you. Now I feel like a bad friend. <laughs> I've never asked you what what instrument you played in band. Well, because I was in band all like my whole high school career. Played saxophone, alto saxophone. Um, but I quit. I did marching band my first year. Okay. And then of course like concert band. But I I did marching band my first year in eighth grade and I was like I distinctly remember and I feel like this is maybe relevant to like the rest of my life story I distinctly remember like going to my mom one day and being like you know band's fun like I like playing an instrument but I was like I just like blend in with everyone else on the field because we were all wearing like the little uniforms and whatnot and I was like I don't like like being in formation with everyone and matching like because I remember my mom being like oh the way we find you is because some one of the other people that I marched by he played saxophone as well his name's Austin he was, like, way taller than me. So my okay. mom would be like, I always look for the really tall saxophone player and then your little one next to him. Because <laughs> I was in, like, eighth grade. That's cute. It was cute, but I remember being in eighth grade being like, mm, I want to stand out. So okay. I auditioned for Color Guard. Okay. So then for the rest of my high school career, I marched Color Guard. And Can I you explain? What is, it, what is the difference? So Color Guard is, like, the dancers that are on the field with, oh. not dance, not dance okay. team. But, like, you dance, you do, you, and then you spin, like, flags, rifles, and sabers. Okay, I have seen that. Okay, do you yes. play an instrument, too, or you, do, you don't? So, for marching band, I didn't play the instrument okay. anymore. I, like, put, I still played in, like, band class every day. Okay. So, I still played my instrument every day. Mm-hmm. I was still part of, like, concert band during that okay. season. But, like, for marching, um, I did color guard because you stand, you stood out more. There was, okay, like. Okay, so it's a more, like, a performance. Yes. That's interesting. Okay, I always and thought. It was so fun. I never knew what color guard was. There's, like, YouTube was. videos of me doing this. I, can, I, I have to look I at it later. Sh- no, I, I want to see. I can you want. Okay. It's cringy, but it's fun. No, I had the cool. best time. And, like, I did winter guard with color guard, too, which was more competitive. And, like, our okay. school was super competitive. It's very cool. Um, see, quite the tangent. We're Literally. The hand. But it makes sense because it, it comes yeah, back. It does. I always wanted to stand out. Okay. And now I'm an entrepreneur and. So it does it make all, sense. It all connects. You but know? you were saying that you came to New York with band, right? I came to New York with band because we okay. played in Carnegie Hall. And Alec and I were dating at the time. And I remember we had just started dating, like, not that much before this trip. And I remember asking Alec when we were here, not that I had any idea that I was going to marry this boy. Like, we were mm-hmm. a ju- I was a junior. He was a senior in high school. Um... I remember being like, oh my God, would you ever move here? Like, I love, I love New York. And he was like, it's cool, but I would never move here. Wait, Alex said that. Alex said that. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. But I didn't <laughs> freak out too much because I'm like, girl, you're a junior in high school. Like, we're not yeah, worried yeah, about yeah. that yet. Well, you know, life goes on. Uh, we, like, Alex goes off to college. We continue dating. Then I go off to college, whatever. And it comes to senior year of college mm-hmm. and I knew I was like I'm getting the hell out of Louisiana like and I was kind of going back and forth between Austin Texas because I love Austin LA and New York okay and DC DC popped up on the list for a hot second I've never been but I've, I've heard it's a good city I love DC I, I don't really care about politics and I was like to me like you go there if you want to work in politics okay and I was like I don't necessarily want to do that so that's kind of yeah why I pulled back from there because I feel like that's kind of what you go there for like mm-hmm. job wise so I was like mm, let me do maybe New York because I've always loved it and, you know, went back and forth. And I remember asking Alec, I was like, would you be interested in moving to New York? Because also, like, think about how much you change between your junior year of high school and, like, the end of, like, yes. college age. It was a, a big lot. Difference. Like, Alec in high school, Alec is super into fashion. You know, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's my husband. He's super into fashion. He was not into fashion in high school. So, like, okay. he as a human changed a lot. So when it yes. came to that time of year in college, I was like, would you be open to moving to New York? And he was. And he kind of offhandedly, jokingly said, if you can figure out how to move us to New York, I'll go with you. And that's where he fucked up. Because you're like, I, first, yeah, 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 okay. you're good. <laughs> I was like, and that's where he fucked up. Because I basically came to him within the next 48 hours with a spreadsheet I had, <laughs> spreadsheet. I had a spreadsheet. Everything That's very was Virgo out. of you. Very Virgo. I had like apartments found. I had the locations that I was going to try to transfer to, to with my job. I had already contacted like the managers at those places. Like, wow. I was like, okay, here. And I remember Alec was like, I did not think. And I was like, based off of all of this, you make this, I make this, we can move there in five months. And he was wow. like, uh, I was like, don't mean what you don't say. Or don't say <laughs> what you don't mean. And we moved here. So here's my question, because we all know New York is a very expensive city. Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to live here until I remember I, okay, so I'm going to tangent for a little bit into my moving to New York story, and then I have a question. Okay. So I wanted to move to New York for a very long time. It was on all of my vision boards. You guys know I've talked about this. I had this big goal of coming here. I still, I think it was like October 16th of a six something years ago. It popped up on my Instagram the other day, my archives, oh. that I visited New York for the first time, um, like, I think it was in 2016, so like six five years ago okay how many years is that six years seven is that seven years ago now six years okay and it might have been 2015 so it was like six or seven yeah it popped up on my instagram archives and i look crazy anyone who followed me that long you remember the unblended extensions i know you do (laughs) i know you remember those things they were not blended they were bad i'll show you the photo because i have and i was wearing the worst outfit i've ever seen in my life in the middle of times square and in the caption it was like i can't wait to live here one day and it's funny because i had no way of moving here at the time i i have been through so many chapters in my life and i remember there were so many times when i thought i wasn't gonna move here and then when i met noah it was also his goal to move to new york city but he always thought it was like a goal that like couldn't happen but i remember mm-hmm. one time we, were, we visited noah actually asked me to be his girlfriend in new york we took an overnight express bus it was like 30 bucks so he, he asked me to be his girlfriend here and then he later on proposed to me here as well but before that there was a time we came and we were on a rooftop and i remember i so backstories when i lived it when i went to avalon they had this like when i the contest i won the apartment i won they had this quote on the ground that said something about move to avalon because it could always be like this and i remember when i was auditioning or like going to the contest I was like it could always be like this and I kept that in my head and Noah and I were up on this rooftop this is fast forward way past Avalon um when I after after I moved to Ohio and everything and we were on this rooftop bar and I just like it like stuck in my head and I looked at Noah I was like it could always be like this Mm -hmm. and he was like you know I think we could do it and it's funny because we tried moving to New York so many times since then one time my credit got denied for an apartment one time Noah got denied for a job one time we both just looked at our finances and there's no freaking way we can't do it. And we decided to finally just kind of put it on the back burner for a bit. And then it was so funny because then two years ago, two, yeah, two years ago now, um, Noah wow. got a job offer and they offered for us to come to New York and they, it was perfect timing. And it's so funny because now when you look at our rooftop, um, when you're on our roof and you look out, you can see the hotel bar from our balcony that we said that from, which I think is so, oh. I, I think it's such like a surreal moment for anyone who's like, okay, but I, I want to go to New York. Is it too late? I was 28 when I finally got to move to New York. Yeah. I think it's so cool if you can move here younger, but don't think like if you can't move here, you can, you can move here anytime of your life. Yeah. I used to, I think that's what was so silly is that I thought because I couldn't afford to live here at 21, I was like, oh man, I should just give up on the goal. 
just know that if your goal isn't happening now, that doesn't mean it can't happen later. Maybe yeah. you're being prepared for it to happen later in perfect timing. Whereas maybe Brooke's perfect timing was to come right out of college. Mm-hmm. And my perfect timing was to come at 28. Yeah. Because... It, because we both came at a different timing that we met, like mm-hmm. things worked out the way it's supposed to go. And now I used to think I, like I couldn't come to New York because I didn't, it didn't happen when I was 21, like I wanted to. And now I'm like, I wouldn't have wanted to be here then yet because I had, for myself, I had other things. I, my life path was supposed to take me to Ohio so I could meet Noah. Yeah, and like, could cute, you imagine? I could literally not imagine my life without him. Yeah. So just know that if if you're like, oh man, I, I haven't done X, Y, or Z yet. That doesn't mean to give up. It just means, like, yeah. maybe it's just not yet. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But I do think it's cool that you moved here straight out of college. And I feel like that's hard to do. Did you guys have to – I feel like you had to hustle. We were, like – by we, I mean me. I was <laughs> delusional. I was, like, here's my spreadsheet. This is exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, like, I I remember I was working two jobs at the time. Alec was working – So you definitely were hustling. Two jobs. Okay. Super, no, super hustling. That's awesome. Um, also, that's cool. we were really – I say I say that in a way because it's like I think sometimes people um, like I think it's yeah. I think it's admirable for people when people admit like yeah we, I hustled for it you oh, know guys this was not easy I also want to admit pals um, we were really blessed and privileged by the fact that Alex's parents let us sell his car okay I'm gonna be a little bit honest we were recording and we didn't realize it cut us off so we are gonna re say all the things we just said a minute ago but it's fine because you don't know that you don't have to listen twice but we have to hear it twice right. But it's fine. It's fine. Well, like we definitely kept talking for like 10 minutes. We did. It was like 10 minutes, but it's okay. Yeah. Basically, we moved on to another question that I'm going to re-ask, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it too, is I was going to ask Brooke, what word I want to ask Brooke now? And now I'm talking as if <laughs> it didn't just happen. So basically, my next question, and what I'm going to touch on a little bit, is the shock of moving from a small town, because Brooke also lived in a smaller town, mm-hmm. um, or a pretty small town, right, before yeah. living in New York. So I was saying, for me, I felt like I got pretty lucky. Not, not lucky, but kind of it felt comfortable because I didn't just go from tiny town in Georgia to New York City. I went from tiny town in Georgia to Alpharetta, Georgia, which is like a suburb, so tiny town to suburb. And then I moved to Columbus, Ohio, which is bigger city, but not New York City. It's still bigger, but it's more if you've been to Columbus, you know it also has like it's like a big city with like a hometown, small town feel where everyone kind of still knows each other. There's really tight knit groups. Driving isn't super, isn't, isn't that bad. Like at least for me, it wasn't like, it's nowhere. I couldn't drive in New York. I don't drive in New York, but I could drive in Columbus. So I went from that. And then we, me and Noah moved to LA and then we moved to New York. So I think because we slowly went from small town to suburb to medium sized city to large city to biggest city, right. it wasn't like super shocking where I do feel like if I had just jumped from small town in Georgia to New York, I would have been so anxious and overwhelmed. I would have panicked. So I'm curious about your experience with that. I like, I mean, okay. What's really funny. I remember vividly. I remember the day we moved. I remember, of course, it was like this big excitement. Um, So we went to college. So we're from typical Louisiana originally, but we went to college in Lafayette, Louisiana. And like, that's where we were living until right before we moved. And I just remember like the week of the move. It was May 24th, 2017. That, or that week, because May 24th was our move date. And I remember, like, the drive from Lafayette back to our, like, hometown because we stayed at our parents' house the night before. And, like, um, Alex's little sister is the one that actually brought us to the airport and, Aww. like, dropped us off with our one-way tickets to New York. And I remember that feeling so weird. Like, we were like, oh, Aww. my God, we have one-way tickets. And we moved with um, six suitcases and two cats. Wow. That's it. We got rid of everything else. And, I mean, also, we were in college. We really didn't have that much stuff. Like, yeah. we didn't have a house full of furniture or anything like that. So, 
I remember like crying like a baby the day we left. Not that I wasn't excited, but like I'm really close to like my family and you know, like we say goodbye to our friends. It was literally just he and I. And um, but you also have to remember like we were we had just gotten engaged a couple months prior because mm-hmm. we got engaged January of 2017 and we moved May of 2017. Mm-hmm. So like we were kind of in this like honeymoon phase of our life a bit, and I feel like New York kind of felt that way too. Like it was hard. There was okay. definitely culture shock because I was like because for us, like, it was the best thing and also the scariest thing we've ever done in the sense of, like, it was our first time ever being, like, alone. Like, it's not like you're in college. Like, because we, our college town was, like, two hours away from our hometown. So, like, you know, if ever we needed to, like, run home one night, we could. Or if, like, we were having a hard weekend and we needed to, like, go home, we could. And I remember when we moved here, my brother, his wife, and their kid, and um, my niece, Kate, and then, like, another family member of theirs, Nathan, helped us move. So, like, we flew up, and they flew up separately, but they, like, flew up the same day. So I remember family helped us, my brother and his wife, like, helped us move in the week of our move-in. And then I remember after they left, we both just sat in our apartment after we said goodbye to them, and we were like, oh, my God, we're by ourselves. <gasps> There's no one mm-hmm. near us for, what is it, how many miles is here from here to Louisiana? I have like no idea, that's, that's far. It's a lot. Yeah. They were like, there's no one to help us if we need anything. Now, I'm being dramatic. Like, our family was a call away. But but still, like, it still probably feels like it. Yeah, like, there, it was no longer a, oh, my God, let's hop in the car. I miss our family. Let's go see them. It was, we're by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that was the most terrifying moment of our lives, but also the best thing that's ever happened to us as humans. When moving here, do I, what, the, the main purpose of why we were talking about moving is I think we both think mm-hmm. it's really important for growth. 100%. I, and I know it's scary. And sometimes I feel guilty being like, you got to move out of your hometown. Because some people are like, okay, well, it's not that easy. I totally get that. I know it can be tough. But if you get the chance, do it. you've got to do it. If you can aim for a goal, maybe your goal is like to work a certain job or to get in a certain job or like to do something in life. If you can add that goal of moving to your hometown, of moving out of your hometown at least once, yeah. I promise you it is going to make you such a more well-rounded person, more open-minded. It's going to change you in so many ways you didn't realize. And it's going to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve you're just going to expand so much and I want to say this too if you're someone who has moved out and you're like okay they're making this sound like it's this magical thing and like their life changed and they were amazing Mm -hmm. when they were here it was it has been a magical Mm -hmm. experience but like if you have moved out and you're having a hard time with the transition like that's normal yes there Alec and I lived here for five years and we so like you kind of mentioned your journey, like it started out and, you know, started out in Georgia and then Columbus and like it expanded and grew. We came straight here after college and that was Mm -hmm. our first experience. Like, I mean, like I paid my bills and in college, like my parents, I'm very grateful. My parents paid for my education, but I like paid when I stopped living on campus in the dorms, like I started paying for my apartment. I paid, my parents paid my car note. So I'm very grateful, but I paid my gas. So like I was paying my own bills and Alec too, he was paying his rent. Um, but we moved here, and, like, obviously, rent in New York was Insane. way more expensive than Louisiana. And I the ver- I had done so many spreadsheets. Like, I had figured out, like, <laughs> this is what it's going to ch- cost. I don't know where I messed up on that math, but I, my math was not right. And like, the <laughs> math reason, ain't math. The math didn't want math. And the reason I want to say that is because, like, if you're, like, living in a new city and you did the thing and you took the leap of faith and you feel like you're failing because you're, like, okay – I'm struggling. Like, mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time making ends meet in this big city. Like, whatever it might be. Like, you're not alone. Like, when we... You are not alone. No. Like, when Alec and I first moved here, we were 
way over our heads and like mm. like we always made we always paid our bills like we never like didn't pay but like I remember there was a time because we were also we had too much pride to ask mm-hmm. for help and I was like no and there's nothing wrong with asking help for help I want to say not. that there is nothing but we were like no we got this we're gonna mm-hmm. do it I remember there was a time in our first um two years here first year and a half year where there was like a solid month that we ate like PB and J's every day for lunch because we were like it's just so expensive. I'm it like, is we so can't expensive. afford groceries here. Like, we could afford, like, the bare minimum of groceries. Yeah. So, like, just know that. And it wasn't always like that. It got better. Of course. Because you, like, find your It gets your better, footing. you guys. It, it gets... Plug! It gets better. <laughs> plug the better. podcast you're already listening to. It gets better. Like, so you're not alone if you're struggling in this new big... Like, a new big city. Whether it's New York, whether it's... Whether it's a tiny city. Like, I think every- that's a great point to talk on actually yeah. is do you have any because I have one as well mm-hmm. do you have also the, the PB&J was one but do you mm-hmm. have any other like specific times where you're like I guess because sometimes yeah we do talk about like moving I'm always like I moved to the big city it was scary obviously I talk about us getting denied a few times not being able to afford it but mm-hmm. once we get here people do probably think it just seems like it's been smooth sailing yeah do you have any other stories I definitely have a few mm. that I might I'll share um of when you're like okay this is really tough or like times in the city where you were maybe it could be with friendships maybe you know changing careers yeah. a time when you were really going through I guess a growing pain of being in a new city um okay this is a good question I feel like hmm we can making friends making friends was hard at first okay um I did end up making them obviously I have so <laughs> many great friends from here but like it was my first time making friends. Um, actually, I can answer this in two different ways, too. It was my first time making friends, um, like, not in school. Like, I kind mm-hmm. of took for granted growing up how much easier it was. For me, at least. I know it's not yeah. the same case for everyone. To make friends, like, in school. Yeah. Because you kind of default to the people in your class. Yes. People in your major, if you like, college, whatever. Um, whereas here, it was, like, different. Because I, I felt like the jobs that I had gotten when I first started, I felt like I entered into a, an environment that everyone already had their cliques. Okay. And I was like... I don't know how to penetrate these clicks. I hate that word, but like, I was like, how do I make friends? So yeah. it took a, it took a minute. Like I felt really lonely for a while and I'm really grateful. And I look back on those days actually very fondly now because I am lucky that I got to move here with Alec. Like, I don't know if I would have made it if I was alone, honestly. Like I feel, I don't know if I would have ended up staying. I would like to think that I would have, but if I had done it by myself one, I don't think I would have moved here as quickly mm-hmm. because it was helpful that we had two income like, yes I will say like, I don't everyone all the time is like your apartment's so nice I'm like please remember Noah and I are two people in a one bedroom two income households it makes yes. a huge difference um so I think I'm I grateful know. that um I moved here with Alec because the first couple months we were here I had I struggled to make friends I really did and mm-hmm. I'm a very extroverted person I'll talk to a brick wall but mm-hmm. I struggled making friends um but looking back Alec and I's relationship grew so much during that time because we had we only had each other and I honestly also will say I think it was one of the best things that ever happened to us for our marriage because we had each other like I remember another thing that I look back on that was difficult is if you move far away from family into a big new city it's not always feasible for you to go home for holidays okay Um, that's expensive because it can be expensive depending on your job maybe you don't get off on time so holidays were really hard for us at first like we ended up embracing it and ended up really loving it but like we just moved to Dallas, and this this upcoming holiday season is going to be the first time we'll see our families on the holidays in five years. Wow. We I bet that will be really home. bittersweet. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. But I remember the first Christmas in New York was – it's funny to look back on now, mm-hmm. but it was our first time not seeing our families for Christmas, so we were both heartbroken about it because we were like, 
this is weird. Like, it just doesn't feel like Christmas is just us. And, like, mm. we, of course, made the best of it and enjoyed it, but I remember I had to work. I remember, like, to try to make it special, we're from South Louisiana, so, like, mm-hmm. gumbo is, like, a Christmas food for us. Aww. Or an anytime food. I remember Alec was like, okay, you have to work, but it's going to be fine. You're going to come home, and we're going to have the best, like, seafood gumbo. It's going to be so good. We had gotten, like, shrimp. It was going to be amazing. And I remember getting home from work that day, and Alec had been cooking this gumbo all day. And gumbo, like, you can cook it quickly, but it could also take, like, eight hours. He had been cooking it all day. He was so excited for it. And we took a bite of it, and the shrimp was spoiled. Oh, and no. And we had to throw the whole... And, like, it's Christmas. So, like, everything around us by this point in the day had closed, even in New York. Oh. Like, we were in Brooklyn. And I remember, like, we were distraught. Because, like, that's the food that we had bought for the yeah. day. And gumbo, like, lasts, like, many meals. So, like, that's what we got. And we were like... Oh. oh no but it was it's so funny to look back on because i remember we ran like we were like okay we have to find the stuff to like make another gumbo there's be chicken and sausage this time like we can do this okay. so i remember we went to the walgreens down the street and to make a roux for anyone listening you need the like two core ingredients of making a roux are flour and oil okay like canola oil this isn't good for you but it tastes <laughs> Um, and we went to the Walgreens and they had flour, but no canola oil. And I said, okay, well, like, let's, don't even get the flour. Like, we'll just go to the other, the CVS and just get both of them there. And Alec was like, and everything was about to, like, the, the two things that were open, the CVS and Walgreens were closing in the next, like, 20 minutes. So Alec was like, mm, since we're here, we should grab the flour just in case the next mm-hmm. place doesn't have flour, but they have canola oil. And I was like, uh, I feel like let's just leave it. Like, it's not a big deal. And he was like, no, I'm getting it. And I was like, whatever. So we get the flour and then we go to CVS or whatever the next one was and they had no flour and Only canola, canola oil. oil and they were also about to close oh out. Oh my gosh. We threw together like the most half, like not half-assed because we put everything we could into it but like quick gumbo for the rest of the night and it was not a picture perfect Christmas but I also look back on it with the biggest oh, smile ever. Oh, that's so sweet. It made me terrible at but all. That's the holidays cute. were hard at first so mm. I feel like that's actually a relevant thing for that's people. Very, yeah, it's very relevant because... A lot of people, like, no one I got lucky that New York is so close to his family, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel, I haven't seen my, my brothers, I saw them for Thanksgiving, this past Thanksgiving, and it was the first time I have seen them for Thanksgiving, I think, since I was in high school. Wild. Or maybe, yeah, I guess, I college that. area. Like, I just didn't go home with them. Like, it was expensive to travel back and forth. Yeah. We could not afford plane tickets, and we both worked in jobs that were open on the holidays for mm-hmm. the longest time living here, so it was just, like, just, it didn't happen. Wow. I was thinking of my sad story, or not sad story, but like a growing pain, yeah. and mine was my 23rd birthday. So I was, I will say, moving to a city on your own, like if you are, if you, maybe you're like, oh, I need to be married first, because yes, I moved here to New York with Noah, you moved with Alec, but I moved to Ohio all by myself, which is incredible, as a single independent female, <laughs> and it was incredible. Now, if I had met Noah, would I have done it with him? Obviously. But mm-hmm. if you're someone who's like, oh, man, I don't have that person to go with, it doesn't mean – maybe you can't do a New York yet, but maybe there's another city you could try. Maybe you're like, okay, well, I don't want to live in another city. I want to save up for New York, but I can't afford it now. But if you want to move out, like, there's no there's no reason not to try it. If you, like, if you have the opportunity, I'm saying, to try a new city, but it's not your dream city, it still could be amazing for you. Because 100%. Columbus, Ohio, love all my – Buckeyes out there, okay? But it was not my dream city. I literally was, like, looking for affordable cities with people that was filled with people my age. It was a really popular college town city because of Ohio State. Um, So I went, and I moved there all by myself. And I have to say that was the most 
life-changing transformative thing like I had to learn how to become my own best friend I had to learn how to be independent my whole life I was so afraid I was always very naive and I'd, I went through a lot but I was still someone who were like so you'd think that would make me like street smart or something I was still pretty naive and I I don't know I just kind of stayed to myself stayed in my bubble and Ohio made me force I had to learn how to do all these different things that no one really taught me growing up like I learned how to actually drive a car that sounds so bad to say but no one ever really taught me how to really drive Mm -hmm. you know I learned like enough and I I don't know I just think it was amazing like I was I met all these different types of people and it was beautiful I think but it was also terrifying because the first few months I did not do anything I barely left my apartment Mm -hmm. and that's it was like that was what was transformative is that I had to go through that period of being a hermit mm-hmm. because it, it made me come to terms like okay either you're leaving the apartment and you're gonna figure out how to do this stuff on your own or you're stuck like this and you're gonna have to go back yeah. and going back for me was not an option so my pivotal moment was on my 23rd birthday where I realized I had no friends I didn't know anyone I didn't know what to do so I ordered myself a birthday cake that said I put happy 23rd Lindsay as if someone else had bought it for me. I picked it up <laughs> from the grocery store. I, I went and got myself a pizza. And then I went to a, a store and I got myself birthday balloons. I set the 23 birthday balloons up in my bedroom. If you follow me back then, you might remember the photo because it's still on my Instagram. I'll find it. I set up my camera and I posted, I'd made like a little 23rd birthday photo with me and my cake. But then I spent the rest of the night crying because I was lonely my mom called me and she we like I don't know if we had FaceTime back then I don't know if it was FaceTime or if it was a phone call all I know is she called me and my brothers called just like saying me happy birthday and she was like why do you seem so sad and I broke down I was like I'm by myself I'm in my apartment there's no one to celebrate with and I just realized I'm lonely and she's like honey it's okay I was like I've been here for three months and I don't know anyone and I don't want to meet anyone and I don't want to leave the house and she was like honey this is a time where either you get up and you show yourself that you can do it. It's going to be scary. Or you come home. She's like, neither yeah. of these make you a failure. And she was like, either way, you learned something. Mm-hmm. Either you learned that you want to come home and you tried something new, which isn't which a failure. Is yeah, it's still incredible. Yeah. I still would have been, you know, have so tried something new. have never left. Too. Yeah, so like, it's like even if you go back home, it's like, okay. Yeah. I have so many friends that have moved out of their hometown, but like, you know what? I like living in my hometown. Yeah. That's incredible. There's nothing wrong with enjoying your hometown. No one's saying you can't live there. If no. you want to live your whole life there, just try going somewhere else just For so sure. you know what it's like. Yes. Just to know what the other option is. Meet other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So after that night, my mom was like, you know, you got to try it. So after that, I started forcing myself to go out and meet new people. I'd go to college bars by myself. Um, and it's how I met. I mean, I ended up meeting this girl, Justina, who was a super nice friend of mine. And then she in- invited me out to a few things. She took me to Columbus Pride. I'd never been to a Pride event, which was so fun. Um, and I remember it was just such a cool thing to experience all these new things that I, had, I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And because of that, then she invited me to this party she was going to that was hosted by Noah in Noah's little college apartment. And it's like... It made me learn that if if I don't have anyone else, I have myself. Yeah. Where for a long time I thought I needed someone to help me do things and I could do it on my own. Yeah. And I think that's what I needed. So I do think even though there's growing pains with moving and trying a new place, I think it's so worth it. I would never redo anything that I did. I and like that. even down to the PB&J days. And, like, Alec and I, I remember we would, like, giggle about it because we were, I, actually, I don't even like jelly very much, so Alec would eat PB&J <laughs> and I would eat PB&B, peanut butter and <laughs> banana sandwiches. Yum. Um, honestly, they slap. 
But <laughs> Wait, have you have this is disgusting, I'm gonna ask you this. It's okay if you're like what? Have you ever had a mayonnaise and banana sandwich? Absolutely not. My <laughs> my, <laughs> my cousin, when I was younger, when she would babysit me, she convinced me to that try. it was really popular to eat mayo and banana sandwiches. It's not. And then I found <laughs> out it was a prank. But I loved it. <laughs> so, so was that your weird childhood snack? I only ate it that one time and I loved it. And I thought it was pretty good. And then when I went home and told my mom, she was like, you let her t- get you to eat this? And I was like, yeah, it was good. And she like, she knew that they were just I like being like mean kids. Try it today. Oh no, I would <laughs> gag. My I would literally gag. snack, I know this is a tangent. That's fine, tangents are good. My snack was sandwich one. I used to love, it's not quite as gross because I feel like people eat sandwiches, but it yeah. was bread I didn't mean to as gross. But <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it was bread, barbecue, Lay's potato chips, and pickles. Wait, that's nothing not that bad. Else. That's it, though. Like, nothing else. No, Interesting. Like, meat on it. it needs some juice to it. It needs some mayo. It, no, I just I just wanted the pickles. Um, you know who's worse? Noah. Weird. Noah dips. He'll dip a chocolate chip cookie in ranch. That's all. That's that is. That's like. That's jail time. I'll, just, I'll dip a potato chip in chocolate, but that's a thing. That is a thing. I've never done it's it. really good. But dipping a. A chocolate chip cookie and ranch, like it's a little offensive. That's literally jail time. Like every a time I see it, and he'll always be like, "Lindsay, I, tr- my, I." He'll always like with his family. He's like, "No, I got it for my sister." She's like, "No, you did not." <laughs> he's like, "Oh," but he's like, "Not all the time." He's like, "You know, there's sometimes when I'm just craving the- salty and sweet, and that's his go-to." I'm like, "Ranch isn't even salty. It's just like savory." I don't know. Don't try it. Anywho. If you if you try it, do not blame me if it makes you gag. Just go on the PB and B journey, or maybe even PB and M. No, banana and mayo. Banana and mayo. Banana don't and try mayo. that one either. Don't try. I was so Stick young. Stick to the PB and B. Yeah, I don't know what it tasted like to be honest. I can't remember, but I thought it was good as a kid. I need to try it again. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like it's, um, it's getting long. But I feel like, are you okay to continue? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. I'll answer the question of... Yes. Oh, but we look back on it all with fondness, and, like, I wouldn't change a thing. Not the hard days, not the, like, amazing days, not the sad days. I remember, oh, hard moments. Um, mm-hmm. There was a funeral for, like, a family passing, like, the, uh, and, and Alex side of the family that we weren't able to go home for a funeral for, because, like, we just couldn't, like, between, like, plane tickets were expensive. And, like, again, if we would have asked for mm-hmm. money for plane tickets, they would have given it to us. Mm-hmm. And we were always, like, fine, by the way, guys. Yeah. But, like... It wasn't. You no, it's, know, it's okay to be honest. I think like, it's. I think it's great when. I think it's like. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts. People are. I think we get nervous to be vulnerable and be like, okay, it was. It was tough. But it was. But I think. Yeah. It, I think it's respectable to be like, no, it was tough to not get to go home. But no, it was tough. Like completely vulnerable. It was tough. Like we just couldn't. We couldn't make it happen to go home for this funeral. And like Alex still like, like still looks back at that and goes like, I regret not going home oh, for that. But we couldn't. Okay. And so, like, that was hard. Like, I feel like for us, a lot of the hardest moments and growing pains were, like, family-rated things. The humans that you leave, and let me not even say leave behind, because it's not like you're never going to see these yeah. people again, but, like, the humans that you're no longer going to see every day that we're used to seeing every day, like, that was a huge growing pain of just kind of getting used to what life then looked like mm-hmm. in a new place. But, like, I would say the fun sides of it to kind of... I was just about to say, <laughs> I was just about to say we should segue the into the yeah. good moments. So now that we've done growing pains, what are some moments when you're like, oh, my gosh, this was so worth it? I, to the day we left, feel like, and maybe this is just New York. Maybe it's mm-hmm. because I romanticized it for so many years. Alec and I both agree on this, though, and I'm curious to see if you and Noah have these moments. There were days where, again, up to the day we left, we would just, like, have, like, days off walking around the city together. Mm-hmm. And we would just have the moments, like, walking through the, the, like, walking through the streets with, like, the big buildings or the cobblestone trees, mm-hmm. whatever streets you ended up on, and just having moments of, holy shit, we live here. We live here. here. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, that never got old. Like, yes, sometimes I feel like you got desensitized to it because you were just grinding and living your daily life. But then, like, when you have those, like, moments of, like, I would say almost outer body experiences mm-hmm. where, like, we just had a couple, like, many, many moment, moments, like, throughout our time where we would just be walking around, like, maybe it was down Fifth, maybe it was down Broadway, like, wherever mm-hmm. we were across the Brooklyn Bridge. And I was just like, we did it. I've had a few of those. Like, we yes. did. Like, just moments of sheer, like, proud of yourself mm-hmm. moments because it's, like, yeah, like I go on Facebook and again, like there's nothing wrong with not leaving your hometown. Yeah, like that is it's a per, it's a personal decision. Some people love where they grew up. Yeah, I just personally, I think it's a I think it's a I think it's the best advice I could give anyone though to grow. Yeah, yeah. I think you become your own human, and that's I the think big so. thing. Um, but like it's there, something you can people who okay, I have a lot of people who are like oh, but I love where I live. I'm like, I can't and, that's okay. and I can't explain it. It's one of those things I can't explain why it's so good for you because people are like, okay, but why? I'm like, I can't explain it unless you do it. But once you do it, you here's, just kind of know. You just, you have a, you, you just know what I mean. Here's way to explain it, in my opinion. Because, yeah, I feel like – well, okay, let me finish. There's there I look on Facebook, though, and there's so many people that I, like, know that from, like, high school or whatever that, like, stayed in the hometown, mm-hmm. hometown which, again, nothing wrong with it. Their lives are beautiful. But I'm just, like, so many people stay, and I'm like, we did it. We left. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it just feels, I feel proud of it. But here's my best way of explaining, the like, why. To me, you become your own human. And it's because of all of the growing pains that Lindsay and I just talked about, I think. You're faced with moments where you can either decide to throw in the towel or charge through it. And I think that that shapes you as a person. I agree. And someone told me this metaphor the other day, or analogy, and it was... I don't know who it came from originally, so if anyone knows the correct author, oh, it's it, fine. We can credit they can credit it. But um, cows supposedly, when a storm is coming, cows will run with the storm, which might feel a little less abrasive in the moment because you're running with the storm, but you're in the storm for longer. Whereas bison charge through the storm, so it's harder because you're going against it, but then you end up on the other side of it faster. And I feel like sometimes you can, oh, I love you that. grow when you're in your hometown, but it's familiar and you're kind of moving with the flow of things where sometimes I feel like when you throw yourself out of your comfort zone and you throw yourself into a new little world, Mm -hmm. like the hard moments are hard because you don't have that familiarity around you. But like, those are the moments in life that you grow. I love that. And also you meet people in new cities that you would have never met in Mm -hmm. your hometown. Like I, I remember one of the things I loved so much when I moved here at first and still love it to this day is you could walk around New York City and you can hear different languages mm-hmm. all over the place. Yes. And I loved that. Me too. Because my small hometown does not have that. Mm-hmm. And I exactly. Like, this is so cool. I feel like the way your brain opens up yeah. when you move is such a, is such an expansion. Like even just from, from Georgia to Ohio, mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself that I wouldn't have known because – we're kind of like sponges mm-hmm. and the water you're like a sponge that is completely filled with water at all times but the water that you are filled with is all the water from the place that you grew up yes and in order to have new water you have to remove the sponge and put it in a new faucet mm-hmm. so if a sponge has only ever been filled with tap water mm-hmm. it's not gonna know how Any differently it needs to know like, wouldn't you like, you won't know how good fresh water from a, <laughs> an ocean is gonna feel unless you take that yeah. sponge and put it in an ocean. That yeah. is a really weird analogy I just made up. But I followed it. But like you seriously, no, like you have to. It's so different, and it's like it. 
that sponge might still appreciate the tap water. It's still drinkable. But now you know, oh, there's other types of water out there. I did not become the human that I am today. And Alex has the same thing about himself because we talk about this all the time because both of us are passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I am the human I am today because I left. Me too. And like that doesn't mean, I don't think I'm ever going to end up back in Louisiana living, but like never say never. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't think. But, and there's nothing wrong with it if we did. But I would just, I know, I don't know who I would be if I had never left my hometown. Have you ever thought about that? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> like, no. Because yeah. the thing is, that version could have existed and I'm like, oh. That version exists somewhere it's in wild. this reality. But like, I just like, I don't know who I would be. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have multiple kids by now. I don't even know. Which that's not But here's the either. thing. I, I if you're know. listening to this and you're like, okay, but I didn't do that. Is it too late? No. No. Never. It doesn't mean you have to move out of your hometown at 18 or 20, 25. Like everyone's timeline is different. Your t- your opportunity to move out and grow could be at 50 years old. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. But when you get the opportunity, if you get one at 50, do it. take it. And if you're also, sitting here like feeling like, oh, well, I didn't get to do it again. It doesn't mean you won't get to. It means maybe not now. And I think this is relevant. Like, I know we're talking about moving right now, but this is relevant to literally anything in life. It, it really is. It is never too late to make a pivot in your life. Whether never. that's a pivot, like, literally on the road and going mm-hmm. to a new town, a pivot in your career. Who was the actor that played Snape on Harry Potter? Oh, I gosh. I can't remember his name. I'm blanking on his name and it makes me I, sad. I didn't R. watch he, all the movies, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm blanking on his name. He did not start acting until his 40s. Okay. A lot of people think yeah. it's too late in life to start a, a career change in your 40s. Absolutely not. You. It's not. It's never too late for anything. Because never. here's the thing. Here's what is really interesting about time to me. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, it's too late for me to do that because it's going to take me two years to get that certification that or degree. Gonna pass. Or it's going to take two years to save that. And I'm like, two years is going to pass mm-hmm. whether you want it to or not. So you either spend two years doing the thing you love and going after it or two years not. And then Staying wishing you Staying the exact same place. Yep. And exactly. also, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repetitively and expecting a different result. If you want to change your life, it's going to take in a, it's going to take action that feels funky. Yes, it never feels good to grow. No, or, I, that's kind of not a right statement, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I, like, I know what you're saying. It's a good thing, but like it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It can be painful. It can be painful. It can be but scary. But it's beautiful on the other side. It's so worth it. I remember, like you were saying, your moments were like we live here. I know this sounds so silly, but when I came to New York, we did one of those New York City tour buses. Where they drive you to take you around the city. Um, and I remember looking at everyone and being like, oh my gosh. Like, I was looking at them like they're like spectacles. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at <laughs> these people. The yeah. yeah. And now, okay, it was, I can't remember when it was, but recently, it was recent. I was walking and a tour bus went by and I was walking the streets by myself. And I was like looking up and I was like, oh shoot. That was you. That was me. Oh, like, I live here. And yeah. then the, my other option was, that thing was the other day, I went to Aritzia for the first time. Love. And it's another <laughs> thing where I was telling you, like, there was a time when I went to Aritzia. This is this is another reminder that don't give up because something hasn't happened today. Because mm-hmm. last year, one year ago, I was still living in New York. So maybe you were like, oh, Lindsay's life was great then. My life, it was still great. Like, mm-hmm. I am so proud of my life and where it's at. I'm not saying that. But everyone's journey and timeline is very different. And mm-hmm. one, you may see me succeeding at one thing, but other things could be different. Mm-hmm. Literally one, True for everyone. one year ago, still living in New York in the same apartment, I went into Aritzia and I couldn't afford it. I was like, you know, I mean, we can afford to live in New York. So I'm still very, very grateful for the financial status I had last year. Very grateful that I can afford to live in New York City. Mm -hmm. We live in an amazing apartment. But that was like, that was where my, all of my income was going. Mm -hmm. But now here I am a year later and I was, I went to Aritzia this past weekend and I bought 
six items, which is yeah. a lot of money there. Yeah. And it hit me as I was walking out of the Aritzia store. Um, I was like, I just bought a bag for th- worth of stuff at Aritzia on Fifth Avenue. Like, like I am walking shit. down Fifth Avenue by myself as a New York City resident with my shopping bag. That's wild. What, like, it just made me feel like, no. that. I was like, is this real? What makes me smile and, like, when I had my New York, my, oh, my God, I live in New York moments, I would always think, I what it, it always comes back to mm-hmm. is I would think of, like, little me. Mm-hmm. Because, again, she was obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley, and I was absolutely the kid that would, like, sit my family down in our living room because our hallway and, like, our house in Baton Rouge because we lived there for a little while, too, before we bounced back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, a few cities in Louisiana. But when I was young, 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 our house in Baton Rouge, the hallway was had a really long catwalk. Okay. I, I called it a catwalk. It was a hallway. Yeah. But I was like, this is my stage. And I would <laughs> sit my entire family down. Oh, I'd make my older sister have a fashion show with me and I would like dig through her old dance costumes and I remember being obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley and like all their fashion shows and they had like the New York one come out and I was just I was always like I can't wait to move to New York one day and wear the most fabulous outfits and just like have the best time so for me New York was a place that I found myself as a person also I found I was always myself when it came to how I dress but I feel like New York has I truly like I became my, like, true creative self here, too. It really pushes you. It pushes here. you to do whatever the hell you want. Because that is the c- coolest thing, is when I moved to New York, I was... I mean, I still had been growing from all the right. things I had done, but right. it really forces you to become who you are. And it's amazing. And mm-hmm. so my, like, oh my god, I'm living in New York moments is the moments of walking down, like, wearing, like, my funky pants that are my favorite things ever... And just thinking about little me doing those little fashion shows. Also, I'm not in the fashion world, but, like, doing those little fashion shows as a kid going, one day I'm going to walk down the streets of New York and, like, do that kind of stuff. Also, I feel like we're talking a lot about New York. If you're listening and you're from New York, leave New York. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I, again, do whatever you feel like you want to do. But I just, the importance here is not moving to New York. The importance here is moving in a place... Moving to somewhere, anywhere. That's not your that's hometown. That's not your hometown because it's going to put you in a new pool, new pool of people, just like a new environment, and you grow. You just grow as a human. But if you want to come to New York, we're here. We're, we're very biased. Take you to coffee. Well, technically, I'm not here. But you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I might come back to Dallas. But Dallas, this second cross-country I know, you move, did like, another move. This is a whole, whole yeah. new thing for you now. It's all, it's, it's all new and all the same. All the same we'll have her back in a little while, and she can do, like, a follow-up on all the stuff for Dallas now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, give me a couple more months to, like, get settled. So that's the cool thing. It's not just New York. It's wherever. So she yeah. moved. For, now she's in Dallas and, like, right. trying something new there, and it's a whole new world. Yeah. It's just – because also here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of times people view new moves as – really big things and they are you mm-hmm. have to plan for them they're expensive mm-hmm. like I'm not downplaying everything that goes into a move like it's a lot but you are not stuck if mm-hmm. you move somewhere and you don't like it you are not stuck you if you if you found a way to get yourself there you can find your way to get yourself back to where you came from it might be tough like, but yeah yeah like I'm not saying it's gonna be easy I'm not gonna say you're gonna snap your fingers it's gonna be over but like you are not stuck nothing in your life ever has to be permanent if you're truly unhappy with where mm-hmm. you are right now Start taking the actions to get yourself out of the situation. Yes. And the same happens for when you get to that place. If you, if I, you know, like, if you move to New York or wherever, insert your place here, Bali, Rome, wherever, and you're like, I actually don't love this as much as I thought I did, like, that's okay. It's okay. You, you learn something about yourself. Point. And that's the cool thing is, you like, the whole point is you're learning. You, you either choose to get out. Literally. Or go home. 
And well, both are beautiful options. Both are beautiful options. I totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. I think, I, think I've think i I've interrupted like a hundred times in this episode. It's hard when you're recording because it's like I'm looking at the mic and at the computer and at you. So sometimes like if someone's voice gets quieter, you think they're done talking. You're yeah. like, oh, shoot. You weren't done. So it's, it's totally sorry. okay. So should we be done? It's been an hour. I know. I feel like we should wrap. Yeah. We could talk about this forever. I think we're going to have to have Brooke on for a part two. I'm here for it. I think we'll have to do this again. I am not sure why we didn't do this before because this was super easy. It was. It just like we were sitting here chatting. We were. Which is great. So, Brooke, would you like to tell them anything about yourself, where they can find you, any oh, any yes. kind of shout-outs, go for it. I don't Promo even yourself. fully introduce myself at the beginning. Literally. <laughs> so, hi, guys. Um, my name's Brooke. I am a mindful branding web designer and mindset coach. That's, like, what I do. I have um, – I'm an entrepreneur, multi-passion entrepreneur, so I have my own business, and – you can find me at I am Brooksy Smith on Instagram and TikTok and any other place that you have a social media handle, essentially, except for Twitter. And my website is reverieinspiredco.com. Um, but that's my thing. I just launched a project. I was about on, to say you should tell them about yeah, the project. I just launched a project on TikTok um, and Instagram, actually. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm a mindset coach. I'm super obsessed with mindfulness. That is actually, I think, how Lindsay and I met. Like, I found you through manifestation TikTok. A I TikTok think, live. A TikTok live. And... So mindfulness, I'm obsessed with it. Um, but the Becoming Her Project is something that I launched as a social media challenge, but I do have like mindset coaching if you want like more like one-on-one support with everything. But it's basically all about showing up as her. And I think it's relevant to the conversation we just had. And because sometimes I know like when you have big dreams in life, whether it's to move somewhere, whether it's to like quit your job, whatever it might be, like they can feel really far away and it can feel overwhelming and like paralyzing because like where do you even start? Mm -hmm. And the Becoming Her Project is about taking small actions every single day to become her and it's less about incorporating a specific habit into your life and more about incorporating the habit of making decisions as your future self and how you want to feel versus how you currently feel right now because then one day as these small actions compound in making decisions as her you just wake up and you realize holy shit like i'm actually her now like it i love that and it's been really fun so join me. Yes. <laughs> I promise you guys you will love following Brooke. So I, in the show notes, I will have all of her information. I put, I type the show notes out when I post the podcast. I don't know where they go. I hope you yeah. see them. I know. Maybe they're on iTunes under the episode. Oh. I bet it's like the description of... I bet it's the description of the of the episode. Probably. But either way, if you didn't hear that, is I am Brooke C. Smith on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. And it's reverieinspiredco.com. Yes. If you're looking for her website. So thank you so much, Brooke, for being here. It was wonderful having you. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to listen. If you've been looking for your sign to try something new, to get out of your comfort zone, take this as your sign. Okay, you don't have to do the, the you don't have to take the whole leap at once. You can take little baby steps. Mm-hmm. You can put it on your vision board for next year, for ten years from now. But if you've been looking for a sign to even put that in, to plant the seed, this is your sign to plant the seed. All right, we love you guys so much, and thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.